I'm Jill Krabus, and I'm pleased to say joining me now is Mackenzie McDonald. Mackenzie, welcome to the ATP podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Good to be here. I'm going to start with a pretty loaded question because I've been following your career. I know you started playing tennis at age three, but you've had different stages of your career that I feel like if you separate them, probably have lessons intertwined in each stage of your career. Would you agree with that? Or what can you tell us about the different stages that you've gone through? Yeah, I'd say you're pretty spot on. I feel like with my career, I've definitely gone through the different levels with juniors, you know, going through NorCal, having to kind of excel out of that region and then trying to travel and play nationally. And um, I felt like I was always playing up, but then, you know, you, you go to, you know, the international tour for the juniors and you do, you know, college tennis for me and then pro tennis. So I've really kind of tasted all the different, you know, levels of tennis, I'd say. Let's start with juniors. So from juniors, did you play a lot of international events or not necessarily? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a big thing for my dad and me and my coach at the time to just play against the best players. But always kind of put yourself in those bigger bigger tournaments and stuff. So like when I was eight years old, actually, sorry, I played my first tournament when I was six. But when I was eight years old, there were no eight and unders or ten and unders in NorCal. And actually, my dad started Eight, eight and unders and ten, ten and unders in NorCal. Because he started it? He started it. He, wow. he did some USTA stuff, even though he's an oral surgeon. Just a very passionate guy about <laughs> tennis, and, and, and specifically my tennis. But he, me and him, would get in the car every every weekend and drive down to SoCal and play the 12 and unders, which was a tougher section as well. And I would get my ass kicked by some of these guys when I was eight years old. But that's I kept going down to SoCal every weekend. We'd get in the car Friday afternoon, print out the map quest, drive down there and play. And... Um, you know, that's kind of how that journey started. I mean, you know, you, you pick yourself up, you keep learning. And, um, you know, as soon as I started doing well in the 12s, then I definitely had some big jumps. And I was even ranked, I think, number one in the 16s when I was 13. Wow. I won my first 18s tournament in NorCal when I was, I think, 11 or 12. There was wow. one in San Francisco. So, like, again, it was just always finding the best tennis players to play against and trying to find ways to win. So you had that success pretty early at a young age, obviously. Yeah. And then when you and then when you start playing junior tournaments, and was it always in your mind that you wanted to go to college, or was or because you pro, you were so successful, you maybe could have turned pro early, but did you always want to have that college experience? UCLA is a big place for me and my family. I've had a lot of relatives go there, grandpa uncle sister was there when I went there my father uh, my aunt so you know I had a ton of friends that were there obviously they're a great school for tennis as well so there's just for me I see so many positives in college tennis and I'm happy like because there was so much noise too when I was coming out of juniors or even the first year I did really well the second year I didn't do so well partially off-court stuff and some other things going on but um what do you mean noise what kind of noise well I mean you know, I do listen to a lot of people sometimes, and, like, I had a lot of people tell me to go pro or tell me, like, like or, like, USTA even pushing me that college isn't a route. And and there were some voices like that, and which makes the decision a lot tougher when you, you know, you trust some of these people, and it's like, you know, you're hearing things, and, and I'm thankful my dad really saw, like, you know, education is a big thing as well, but it also it, as a stepping stone. Because, you know, even me going there at the time, it was like, okay, like, your window's closing, you know, when you turn pro, I was 12 in the world in the juniors, and it's like, okay, you can turn pro, like, if you, my dad said, if you get top 10 in the world in the juniors, you have an 80% chance of getting top 100 in the world, and that's the statistics, so you got to go off statistics like that, and so, 
theoretically, I had the chance. My level was good enough. Was I ready maturely? No. Was I in the right place body-wise and some stuff? Probably not yet. I'm also a pretty balanced kid. I went to high school for two years before I did the international tour in the juniors, so I wanted to challenge myself in that sense, and I wanted to push myself and, and enjoy myself too, and I had a hell of a time. I enjoyed it. I loved it, being on a team, playing NCAs, uh, life lessons, a lot of things, and um, I mean, it worked out. Well, I, I like the word you use, balance. Like, how much did you feel like that experience of being on your own for the first time? Obviously, college gives you that. How much do you feel like that did help you with balancing how you go about the tour now? Because it's not an easy journey. Yeah, actually, a great question. Because, like, balance is such an important thing in anything you do in life. And you look at every industry, and it's so important. I mean, especially for tennis players. Now, going to college, that's a balance there. But also you're learning, you know, social skills. I mean, you're growing up, you're 18, you know, you're, you're just considered an adult, but like, you know, hopefully you're acting like one too when you go there and, and, and you're alone for the first time and you got so many decisions to make with, am I going to go out tonight? Am I going to get ready for this test? Am I going to get ready for my match? Am I going to go on this run or do some extra fitness? Cause I want to go pro. So I was lucky I had good voices in my head to keep that balance or on the right track. I knew I want to go pro. And I say that's helped me a ton on tour coming out of school. Coming out of school, I, I actually felt like I had to catch up because I spent mm -hmm. some years and I wanted to prove, or not prove, but like find my ranking as well because, you know, each week it's cool. It's an exciting time coming out of college. And you see a lot of these guys that come out, Ben, JJ, you know, there's that first year of that college confidence mixed with, hitting your career high every week with that attitude mm -hmm. and and it can take you to a pretty high ranking mm -hmm. and, and and guys don't know you yet and I but I will say once you're on tour for a while you lose that balance because the tour life is far from balanced unless you treat it appropriately so what would be your advice to someone like a Ben and JJ that are going through that right now you've obviously had that experience as well um because you can see it in them, you said, right? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I mean, JJ coming out, I mean, lethal. You know, he was explosive. I mean, absolutely crushed the ball. And people actually feared him for a bit when he first came on the scene. And I remember he was ripping it up. I remember hitting it with him at Indian Wells, and he had this OSU attitude and said some, said some shit back to me <laughs> when I was talking some shit. And I was like, damn, all right, like... And I've kind of seen that fade in some sense. You know, he cut the mullet for a bit, but now we see it back. Mm. You know, it's it's the same thing. I felt the same way with, with my journey. You know, I mean, Ben came out hot, learning about the tour now. And, you know, I'm sure there's extra pressures and stuff too. But, again, you got to nurture the balance if you can. That's my opinion. It's interesting because I had a discussion with the – Ben's dad, and he said he almost wished Ben had gone that extra year, one more year before he went pro. Now, for you, transitioning from collegiate to pros, you've had such good success, and you've had that balance. What have you been working on recently, and what are you most proud of now that you've made that transition so seamlessly? What's been like key for you now that your main focus is on? Honestly, right now, I'd say... I'm just more focused on enjoying what I'm doing so I can basically enjoy what I'm doing and enjoy my career because, you know, this is a special time 
and it's a really fun time um, if you if you treat it that way. Because at the same time, it, I mean, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of a lot of noise. There's a lot of traveling. It's pretty lonely. It's pretty serious. Everyone's very serious, actually. You know, in the locker rooms, in the gym, and you think um, more serious lately, or from the first moment you. Well, I think it's different. I think at this level, ATP, it's a lot more reserved and, like, separated in some sense. Whereas, like, I'd say challengers and futures are way more friendly. But, I mean, that comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot more on the the line here. Mm -hmm. So I just know for me, when I'm happier, I'm going to compete better. Um, There's definitely certain things in my game I'm working on, and I'm trying to improve my game, and Robbie's helping me with that. But, um... Other than that, just trying to enjoy it too, because um, there are times where it gets pretty dark and you don't want to do it. Yeah, you seem to have a good perspective though on things. I can't imagine you getting that dark. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you'd be shocked. Actually, <laughs> had some dark moments. Really? And yeah, how did you get sure. out of them? Um, you know, there's only one way up from rock bottom sometimes, but um, yeah, you just got to fight through the moments. I mean, I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's really tough on tour. You yeah. know, when you're 10 weeks in a row, you know, you can't see your fam and stuff. You know, it can be pretty, uh, can be pretty scary. Yeah. And also, I just want to talk to you about, you know, you had a great win against Nadal at the Australian Open. Also played Davis Cup. How was that experience for you being back on in a team atmosphere? Oh, great. And your first time playing Davis Cup, right? Yeah, first time. Yeah. I, was, I was super happy to get that. Yeah. Um, that, um, or being asked to go because I've. Always wanted to try to do that, never got the chance, and it came, it came up this year, and I was so stoked to do it, even though it was in Uzbekistan. Um, so I made the trip to go there for the squad. Um, yeah, I mean, being on a team's, there's nothing like it. Definitely miss it. It'd be fun to have some more team stuff or something that would, like, I don't know, make them more, more fun on tour yeah. in some way, um, if the tour's asking for that. Do you feel like there should be more entertainment on tour? This has been a topic we've been talking about recently. 1,000%. Yeah. How would you go about that? I would. There's a lot of You can make things. it as fun as you want to. Yeah, no, I would just, I would make things. Maybe, I don't know. I'm going to think about that a little bit more okay. before I give you okay, a good, good answer on that. Okay, good. But definitely is the answer. Definitely 100%. more entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think there's a lot of room for that. Well, we'll think about it, and we'll we'll have you again on our podcast. But for now, thank you so much for joining us, and thanks for sharing a part of your story. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. Jill.